Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We are here to help each other worship, live, and rescue like Jesus. For more info on who we are, go to cpmodesto.org. You know, over uh, December, we have been walking through Isaiah chapter 9 verses one through seven, and we walk through all of those. And I wanna just this morning, as we kind of culminate with celebrating the birth of Christ, the gift of Jesus, salvation for the world, I wanna just jump back into that that passage, just one verse. In Isaiah chapter nine, verse two, Isaiah writes this. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shone. One of my least favorite things seasonally is when the time change happens and it gets dark at like two. Um, and it just, it just, it's, I don't know, I just don't care for that. And it's, you know, just, it feels like it just, night is so long and, and that. But you know, it's interesting because, because Isaiah says that the people walked in darkness and that darkness that Isaiah talks about is not just what comes with the kind of winter time change darkness, although maybe we have a, a context for that as we think about that. But, but it's, not, it's, it's something more than just a seasonal lack of daylight that Isaiah is talking about. He's talking about people walking separated from God that separation from God and his goodness and his mercy and his salvation and being deeply intertwined with his family. It's separation from God and we see this in a number of ways. We see this darkness that Isaiah talks about in a national darkness. When you think about the last year, we've had all of these wars. There's a website called the, uh, it's called the uh, Global Conflict Tracker. And, and if you go to that, it, it identifies all of these places all over the world where there's civil wars that you and I never hear about because we don't live in those places. All kinds of countries in Africa and in, in South America, all of these places where there's civil wars. The, the Ukraine-Russian war has been going on for quite a while, so much that we don't really talk about it anymore because it's just become commonplace. War in the Middle East with Israel and Hamas and, and what's going on in Gaza and the, and the Golan and, and, and in Lebanon and, and all of that. And we just have this national darkness where there's so many things happening and, and war characterizes so much of our world and not just the wars and things we hear about again on the news, but, but things that are happening all over that we don't hear about. There's also personal darkness. There's relational darkness and tension and stress and conflict between people. Within ourselves, there's mental and emotional and physical and even spiritual darkness that we experience and we have a hard time with. We look back at the last year and, and for some it's been a great year for, for everyone. There's been things that have come in and, and this year promises to be more conflict, being an election year. <laughs> And so there's all this darkness. Darkness and injustice are real and they have real impact on our lives. Yet sometimes we don't want to talk about reality, things that are uncomfortable. And, and sometimes they're really serious things. Sometimes they're not so serious. I, I heard recently a story of, of uh, <laughs> this mother. Um, 
It's actually over in England. And uh, her six-year-old daughter came home from school. And uh, her, they were standing outside in their garden. And uh, the little girl asked her mom how people come to be born. And the mom at that point wasn't ready to have that conversation with her daughter. And so uh, she kind of panicked a little bit and she went to the, the kind of the old school story and she said, well, um, when, when there's, this, there's these animals called storks and they, they carry you know, a little kind of napkin looking thing, a, a blanket and, and they, they, they drop babies off to parents. And uh, the little girl then asked her mom, she said, well, how, how, were, how were you born? And she said, well, your grandma was standing out in a garden like this and a stork flew over and it dropped me off. And same thing happened with your grandmother. And uh, the little girl then the next day went to school for her project and she said to her teacher, there hasn't been a natural birth in our family for three generations. <laughs> <laughs> and while that's kind of light and, and, and funny and the thing is we don't like to talk about uncomfortable things and we don't like to oftentimes confront things that, that have some tension for us and difficulty and the reality is that Isaiah very through the words of God very boldly and with candor says look we walk in darkness there is great darkness, but he says, that's not the whole story. See, we live in a, in, a, in a suffering world that we don't have to look very hard to find that suffering all around us. And we'd love to pretend that things are different and people are walking in darkness and we see that everywhere. But, but what Isaiah says is this, but the light has come. In John 8, Jesus says, I am the light of the world and anyone who walks with me will not be in darkness. And so, so what, what Isaiah says is he simply says this, look, there's a people who walk in darkness, this great dark, debilitating darkness, but the light has come and those people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Light brings clarity, it brings truth, it brings reality. It reminds us that we're not alone, that we're not forgotten. In the Bible, though, this light that Isaiah talks about is not a concept, it's not an idea, but light, this light that Isaiah talks about, this light has a face. It's really easy to, to kind of think of light as, as something that comes from a bulb or a beam or maybe comes from the sky. But what, what the Bible's talking about when it talks about that the light has come and that people have seen a great light, it's not just a light that they see, but light has a face and the face on that light is Jesus. Isaiah identifies this as a, a child who is born in human history, Jesus Christ, the Savior, King, the Bridegroom. And for us, the incredible encouragement that Christmas reminds us of is that a light has been seen and that light has a face. And because of the work of Jesus in history, that light continues to be seen in faces everywhere on everyone who the Holy Spirit resides in. 
So what's beautiful, beautiful about Isaiah chapter nine, verse two, is that people walked in darkness, but they've seen a great light. That light has a face and that, that light is Jesus, but we continue to see that light and the face of that light on the people around us who the Holy Spirit indwells. That we see that light everywhere, even in the national darkness and the personal darkness. We see the light on the faces of those who love Jesus and are called according to his purposes. We've seen that light today up here on stage, haven't we? In the face of Diane, in the face of Case, and all of those others who are up here, we see the light that has faces that the Holy Spirit indwells. And we need to remember, even though that there's still darkness, that we see the light that has interrupted the darkness in the faces of God's people that points us to the hope that we have in Christ. And I want us to remember this Christmas time that the light has a face. Paula, could you come up here for a second? Just, I'm not, you're not gonna have to do anything. Paula, come on up here. Just come on up here. And uh, Jeremy, come on up here. <laughs> I, I didn't give you any warning. I know. Jeremy, come on up here. And, and um, let's see, Diane. Come on up here. <laughs> Audis, come on up here. <laughs> Candace, can you and one of or both actually bring your whole family up here? <laughs> come on up here. Here's, here's what I want us to recognize this Christmas. Here's what I want us to remember. That Isaiah says there's a people who walked in darkness and darkness so is so rampant today. But the light came and people saw a great light. And I want us to remember, especially as we go forward, that every time we see one another, we see each other, we see the light that interrupted the darkness in the faces of the people who are the people of God. The bride who is preparing herself for the bridegroom. And so in these faces up here, we see the light and that the light has come and we have to remind each other, not only that we see the light in each other, but we are the light of the world because Jesus was the light of the world and he gives us his spirit. And so no matter where we are, we are representative of that light in a dark place. And so we have to take seriously the fact that we don't just celebrate Christmas and Jesus coming the light into the world but all year long everything we do every conversation we have we are the light and when you see the faces of those who love Jesus that's what you're seeing is the light that is interrupted and inhabits the darkness and has broken the darkness and as, 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 as scripture says the darkness cannot contain it Here's, here's what John says of our future. 
He says, and I saw in Revelation 21, he says, and I saw no temple in the city for it is the temple, for its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb and the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of, the, of God gives its light and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it and its gates will never be shut by day and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. Here's what's beautiful about that day when we come together after the great wedding feast is that the light will shine not only from Jesus, the lamb being the light of all eternity, but it will reflect off of all of our faces and we will see the light in each other every single day without anything hampering that. Let's begin, even as we walk into this next year, let's begin to be that light. Let's be that light for a dark world, laying aside all of those other things that hinder us and distract us and be that light. We're gonna take communion. Remembering and celebrating what Jesus did. And I want us to, as we, as we share communion this morning, I want us to think about the fact that we do live in a very dark world. In fact, the night that Jesus instituted communion, it was dark. He was on the precipice of being arrested accused of things he didn't do. Under the darkness of night and taken into custody, beaten, crucified, and left for dead. But it was that platform, that context that Jesus said, you who are my people, my disciples, what's going to happen is that my body's gonna be broken for you. And when you take this bread together, I want you to remember what I gave for you to be that light that I've brought to the world. There's still darkness, but the darkness doesn't win. So let's take and eat the bread together. And then Jesus took the cup and he said, this is the blood of my covenant, blood that washes you clean the blood that covers your sin the spotless righteous lamb died for you so that you could have eternal life and you could be part of that eternal family of God let's take and drink that together church these aren't the only people who are the light of the world. It's every one of us who has Jesus, who has the Holy Spirit indwelling us. More than ever, the world needs that light. We are God's plan to bring light to the world. So we have to live that out. Thank you, Father that you sent your son to save us. May the hope of Jesus be born again among us this Christmas. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will come again in glory, 
that all the kingdoms of this world will be your kingdom and that every eye will see it. Jesus, we long for you to return and make everything new. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for filling us afresh. May the life of Christ be born again in us today. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you feel inspired and moved by what God is doing here at Crosspoint.